0: Well, Daniel, thank you for putting all this together today, um, talking about health healthcare, IT roadmap planning. Um, hope, that, hope this is chock full of great information. You know, my goal is to go fairly quickly so we can get value out of our time together. Um, and obviously at the end of this, we'll provide links to get back in touch with us if you have further questions, etc. cetera. Um, so th- thanks again for being here today. And without further ado, we will start talking about IT roadmap and planning. So I think I think one of the first things is to really differentiate between planning and budgeting, right? Planning is where we're mapping our business needs, the needs of our practice into hopefully actionable steps and what we would call an IT roadmap that'll kind of support your plan, right? And budgeting is allocating money. And unfortunately budgeting often with IT is is allocation of money to maintenance projects and support candidly things that are not moving your practice forward they're not increasing the productivity of our providers and stuff like that they're just kind of keeping a steady state um um, often you know when we have an internal it group you know the budget they just you know they want they want five percent more than last year and they want a couple of little tools and extra things and which isn't wrong but it also is not planning so again planning is the act of understanding hey where do we want to go? How do we, do we want to open three locations next year? Do we want to do this? Do we want to increase provider efficiency by having tapped to log in in our exam rooms and stuff like that? And so if, if we're planning, that's a very different framework than if we're just allocating money. What happens when you don't plan and you just budget is over time you are going to accrue uh, technical debt, right? And so when we talk about technical debt what that is 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 over time more and more of our dollars so if you if you look at the slide here most groups are spending 80 to 90% of their technology budget the dollars available for technology on just maintenance right so it's not they're not adding new capabilities they're not increasing efficiencies they're probably not keeping up uh, in many cases with security needs of healthcare organizations. And so this leads to a very reactive you know, IT environment, right? And so at some point, our technical debt, meaning the fact we haven't proactively rep- replaced our equipment, we haven't invested in modern Microsoft 365 licensing, you know, we, we haven't done all these things. And the cost to support Let's call it the old way is that interest on the debt. So it just continues to eat up more and more of your budget. And you get in a pretty, pretty not great place because the cycle now is, well, in order to move forward, we got to pay off that debt. And unfortunately, a lot of practices they can't write, you know, they, they don't have the cash flow or the funds available to pay off the interest all at you know, the debt all at once. And so they're they're in a very interesting spot. Um, and we have through through planning we can what we've got to do is acknowledge our technical debt understand and very clearly identify the things that that are holding us back and that we want to fix and then and then we'll talk later in this about kind of prioritizing those needs so we have a plan over time to get this technical debt paid off a really helpful tool in stepping back right So, so okay we've got technical debt how do I get started planning? Like, I, this is great, you know, strategy, planning, all these kinds of things. We found there's, there's number of tools, but the business model canvas is actually something that, that Daniel here, um, he, he, one day we were in a meeting and he said, I, I've used this in the past. And I, I just, I think this could be helpful. And, I, and, and we were all like, we're IT people. What, what are you talking about? We're not going to do a SWOT analysis. And he's like, but we are right. And he brought this up and, and it is something actually in, in business school that, um, that I've used a couple of different times. And and it can be very helpful to take a step back and just revisit your overall business plan and strategy. So a lot of executive teams have planning sessions, but they become very tactical, at least in the outcomes a lot of times. So I'm not saying you need a five-day offsite with your board, but what I am saying is you can download this, this template, we'll put a link to it, and just go and fill it out based on kind of where you are and where you want to go and by the process of going through this it'll really help you think about oh well if we're going to do this yeah it would make sense that you know if we're going to open this clinic and these providers are going to travel to it yeah we're going to have to figure out a much better way for them to access the ehr right because today it's here or if we're going to start running a clinic in these hospitals and our people are going to need access to our HR inside the hospital, we've got a plan for that from a technology perspective. So again, very helpful to use a tool like the Business Model Canvas to to stop and understand, hey, where do I want to go in the next 12 to 18 months? And then um, oftentimes that will expose needs that then we can drill down into actually thinking about technology planning and road mapping. So, you know, we've got this group of needs, right? Uh, I hate to tell you this. Everybody thinks their needs are unique and what they're trying to do is unique. It's not. Eighty percent of the groups we work with have the same the same problems, issues, set of needs when we start with them. There's a twenty percent delta, but the reality is, eighty percent of all groups have kind of the same the same setup, the same needs to get to get handled over time. Um, you know, first of all, we recommend. I mean. Obviously, we recommend a partner that is experienced and can help you plan these things. And also, it's kind of a cheat code because, again, 80% of the needs we're already aware of. So we we can really skip to the end and really tweak the plan versus create it. That said, if you're not using a partner, not working with a partner, um, a couple of things to think about. So you got this list of needs and we've all seen the the graphic here, you know, important, urgent, urgent, not important, those types of things. I, w- I would have you strongly consider classifying them that way. That's pretty easy to do. So the fact that you don't have what we call two-factor authentication, you know, you're still using a username and password with no token and, you know, everybody can log in and you're sharing passwords. Well, that to me is a very important and urgent issue to get solved. Um, our revenue cycle management, uh, it's in-house. It's very difficult for us to submit to 100 different payer portals and all the different things. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that is uh, important, but maybe not urgent, right? And so we, we could think about, you know, maybe we want to implement uh, Microsoft Copilot or some AI-based tools to help process those claims internally, which is actually really cool stuff. But but anyway, so that's that's you know, that's important, but not urgent. So we got to classify all these things. Obviously, if it's not urgent or important, you know, let's let's let that kind of fall away and, and maybe not make it to the roadmap. So that's that's one little framework. The other one, I.T. in our world should have a return on investment calculation. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't just be a cost. I mean, we should have no, no not everything right so workstations well you're going to buy the a piece of hardware and it'll get depreciated and has a cost but the return is that you know your, your practice functions um, but I'm specifically talking about on roadmap items so if we go and spend you know fifteen twenty thousand dollars to imp- to properly implement Microsoft teams and I do not mean for video calls like what what we're doing today I mean much different, but we're going to properly implement teams to enable our people to share information. To be more, well, that that 20,000 is, is, is the cost of investment. And then we, hey, what's the return on that? Well, right. so if I got 30 minutes per back office employee a week back, Daniel, I mean, what's that? You know, typically that's what hours. And so all of a sudden hours and you, you put your burden labor rate on that. Well, there's your return on investment. And I promise you it'll be very high and very positive. Um. So don't skip the step where IT is literally a cost, like pieces of it can be a cost, but we need to think about return on investment and, and prioritize our needs. Okay, great. So we've talked about technical debt. We've stepped back, done some planning. We've got a bucket of needs, right? Well, what what do we do with this bucket of needs, right? So, well... Let's put them in some categories, folks. I think that'll be fun. So now we have this this list of needs and hopefully they're somewhat stack ranked. And so now let's translate that into some actionable IT roadmap items, right? Um, And Stringfellow, we've got kind of three categories we look at, it's core, security, and then productivity. Um, Those are also on the basis of, you know, Core has, candidly, the least ROI, security would be kind of the next, and then really productivity is where you want to get to as an organization, so um, a classic sign that you are in maintenance mode and that you probably need a partner to help you get out of that is that basically everything is core, like literally your whole budget's consumed with equipment refresh, maybe putting in some new wireless access points, Re- what we consider you know, very basic you know, IT stuff. That's why we call it core. It's necessary. You have to do it and plan for it. But if it's not done correctly, all of a sudden the core eats up everything. We barely have any budget left for security, which we pick and choose. And really, we should be doing all of that. And we never get to productivity. So I would also suggest to you, if, you, if you're if you not getting to that that return on investment and where you're excited, about a project. I mean, we want you to be excited. when We're like, man, we're going to put in some technology that's going to change how you work for the better, right? Um, and this is where Daniel gets really excited. He, he, he's he been a VCIO for us in the past and has, has seen that happen. We'll have an example of that uh, later in the talk. But anyway, three buckets is what we find is helpful. Um, classify, core, security, productivity. And again, you e- If you got it, it helps you also frame in like, hey, I really need to get at least one, this productivity project in and it helps you kind of horse trade between between those those things. So that's those are the categories that we use. Um, Okay, great. So I've got the categories. I've got the stuff. How do I pay for this? Like what 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 should I be spending? Right. So, it's pretty well documented at this point. The average spend of healthcare practices is approximately 4.3% of revenue. Um, this Deloitte slide's a little old, but I went and found some new data, and it's, it, it essentially hasn't really changed. Um, so, we're talking about 4.3% of revenue. Of that, we find that that budgeting 2% of revenue to this IT roadmap that we're talking about today—this core security and productivity—that is um, that'll provide sufficient funds to keep all the categories where they need to be and to stop accruing technical debt. Sure, you can always spend more, but but we, we like to be realistic. And so what we're seeing is about two to 2.2 percent of revenue. if you spend that on, on these roadmap items that we're talking about today, you'll be in very, very good shape and you will start to dig out of the hole of technical debt if, if that's where you are. The remaining 2.3 or so percent, that gets allocated to your your EHR, your practice management, or other clinical software that you're using, right? So you're going to end back up at four, but but Stringfellow is looking at how do we optimize that two percent spend because if that's kind of the basis for how how these you know how your how your practice operates. So if 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 your network's not up to snuff and your workstations are failing all the time, your your cloud-based EHR is not going to matter, right? So we want to get that the max roi and, and, and really plan for that first two percent and then the remainder helps out another metric that has come up is um 32, 32 per provider um, we work with a, a lot of groups that are doing various special, so multi-specialty clinics and a lot of different service lines so that 32.5 can can be a little harder to gauge but in your specific practice you know, if you're maybe family medicine and a provider's very easy to quantify that that can also be a guide um, but candidly we, we find that that two percent and then 4.3 percent is is spot on and it's easy to understand and plan and budget for so great we've we've talked about you know what, what's what we want to do how we want to do it categorized it and now we've come up with a budget right and so this is super simple and that's fine simple is better to start um you know, again, having a partner to help guide you through this that will have insights on the roadmap items is, is very, very helpful. But, but anyway, simple is better. Um, so we're gonna look at, you know, practice revenue. Let's say we got 12 million and 2.5%. Two, 2. So what what's possible with that? So your estimated IT budget or spend should be about 245,000, right? I think this example was based on um, about maybe 30 providers and another 50 um, admin and back office staff so that that's that's it I think think it was based on maybe five um, locations so anyway probably a lot of practice with that, that setup you know if we're looking at a roadmap the output there would be about hundred thirty thousand um, dollars in an IT partnership with a group like stringfellow and that helps provide your service desk this type of planning obviously security all those things that we saw on the roadmap um, are included right and so that's that's that piece don't skip over planning to refresh your hardware don't run it till it breaks because it breaks at the worst times. Um, so let's not do that. Um, let's at least plan to spend the money. Maybe we don't spend it, but let's at least accrue for it, so we budget for workstations. Um, again, in this example, there's about 120 users or computers, and so we like to do a four-year life cycle, so let's plan for, you know, uh, 30, 30 machines a year. That's 54,000, and that would be a capital expense. Um, roadmap. So all these projects... And typically we want projects to be, if, if we can, we want them to be in that productivity space where we're getting a high return on investment. So you may not be, if you got a lot of technical debt, you're gonna have to go back to core and security and probably clean some of that up, but, but we'll get you to productivity. Roadmap projects, what we look at there, we've got some internal metrics that help us come up with what, what this number needs to be. And what we see is if you take your IT outsourcing budget, um, if you if you budget about twenty to thirty percent of that number for projects you're taken care of, um, and in fact at StrengthFellow we've taken that to, to a, another level where we have we have a way where we take even the project cost out and wrap it into a true fixed fee, including all your roadmap projects, which has been really great for a lot of clients because now it's just for them it's autopilot, right? We're we we've got we know what needs to happen we. Help. They, they help prioritize maybe this over this, but the reality is the budget is very easy and it turns their entire IT kind of budget into an OPEX expense, which is more easy to understand and line up with revenue. Anyway, regardless, you got a budget for your projects. And then the last piece is what we would call, you know, they're kind of hosted services, um, your Microsoft 365 licensing, backup services that you might have and those kinds of things. And so then there's, there's that fee. And so in this case, this is exactly what it would look like it's it's not it's it's funded perfectly this in this example they will they will have a very well-run it um it infrastructure their end users will get great support they'll be secure they'll be on the latest microsoft you know um platforms as far as security and making sure that email is safe and those types of things this includes the opportunity for them to go onto microsoft teams and, and do all those kinds of things so um Anyway, that's that's what this would look like. Obviously, we would base, you know, this changes based on the size of your practice. Daniel, has this been helpful so far? Yeah, I think it's good to break it down. we got to get to the numbers, right? Of course, yep, otherwise we're just to kind of numbers. talking about kind of random concepts. So if we don't put numbers with it, the uh, numbers don't well, lie. And I think another big challenge is that it, we don't talk about random numbers. We're reactive and we go, oh, my God, we had a breach. So now let's go dump a ton of money into security and right. do all this, and it, which isn't necessarily wrong, but, but the reality is now we spent all this money in security, but we still have productivity we hadn't touched and potentially core. So it, it's a process. It's, it's just a, a process that you have to go through. Yeah. So I think it's helpful um, to have some kind of real-world example. So we'll end with that today. Um, so group came to us and said, hey, we're, we're thinking about making some changes about how we're planning and budgeting for technology. We said, great, we'd, we'd be happy to have... Uh, a chat with you and so it turns out that you know they had i think i believe two in-house resources that that were, were there um, they were they had a custom in-house um kind of ehr um, this was a home health group by the way so they had a ton of people out in the field going into homes you know on various devices trying to connect back um, and so anyway we took a step back I don't know that. I think Daniel did use the business model canvas. You did, yes. Um, yes so did. we took a step back and we kind of looked and did did kind of an exercise with them. We said, well, and and started just questioning. So if if you've always done it this way, again, that will hundred percent lead to IT maintenance type mentality, and then unfortunately, internal IT gets stuck with that a little bit because nobody's asking them to help business model canvas. Right? They're just saying, hey, how do you spend less and do more? And and candidly, that is not the right approach um, to IT you know, road mapping or planning. Um, but w- what happened here? Well, here's what happened. We identified that through uh, a, an IT, you know, an IT relationship with Stringfellow that, you know, the in-house resource, who during the process went and found a, a, what I would consider a, a more suitable job that they were excited about. So the, the in-house resource is going away. they said, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to rehire. I said, no, we, we, can, we can take that piece on. And so that was very cost effective overall. And candidly, when you have Multiple offices or people that are remote—you really do need a partner because just the one or two individuals that that doesn't scale very well. So we 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 say we we increase productivity, and I think it was on a cost a cost neutral basis. Their ERP, we looked and we said, why are you why are we doing this? There's there's if you use Microsoft 365 correctly, you're already paying for all of the solutions you'll need on this security piece. That now they were paying, I believe it was what, Daniel, ten thousand a month. They're paying 10 grand a month for the license for all the seats for the software they had for their MDM. And then they're paying another five grand in Azure spend to yeah. host all the servers up in the cloud. So it's about 15 grand. It was something that came with what we offered already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so well. it it, it literally was a fact. In their, in their instance, they just weren't taking advantage of the Microsoft licensing, the, the features that had come with it already. So long story short, uh i'm pretty sure the 15 grand covered our partnership alone right which is fine i mean we we want we want to win win every time so we were able to come in yes there were some upfront project dollars to get these things in place but i mean i think the return was less than six months so in less than six months they're more productive now when they i think they expanded into florida and some other places now they can turn on a user with no problem turn off a user all, all these great things so so they're much more efficient and secure um and for less dollars and, and and we're happy to have them as, as a partner and client um so i hope this has been helpful um you know we'll put some links to to get in touch with us um at the end of the show notes etc um, daniel thank you for having me on today it's always fun to talk about road mapping and planning uh, please reach out to us at Stringfellow anytime we're, we're, we love these conversations we want to help people move forward especially with their technology uh, strategy and planning so reach out and get in touch with us Um, anytime, and I hope everyone has a great rest of the day.